Welcome to the Misfit Mentor Podcast for fit pros and wellness coaches, hosted by moi, Sarah Smith. I'm here to make your journey as a fit pro a bit easier and simpler, and to teach you everything I've learned about building a soul-based six-figure business online. My journey working in the fitness industry began about 22 years ago, and after years of working in the industry, I decided to close my gym in Ireland about three years ago and work solely online so I could move to the south of France. And on this podcast, I'll be giving you my best trainings, mindset shifts, and advice so you can grow your business and most importantly, collapse time for yourself so you don't make the same costly mistakes I made along the way. Hello, 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 and you are so welcome to the Misfit Mentor podcast. Today, what I am talking about is blocking your visibility online and 11 signs that you're blocking visibility online because personally I hid online for many many years also offline but it became very apparent when my business was based solely online just how much I was hiding online and so it might not be something that you're conscious of but goes deep into our subconscious the actions that we're taking that we don't realize are based on fear and so in the end, what happens is we actually are blocking our visibility online. So let's get stuck in. Um, you may not relate to all of these, but there may be one that really jumps out at you that you're like, yeah, I keep doing that. And the reason that I have 11 is because these are the 11 that I personally came up with myself because I, I've done every single one of them and probably more. So number one is gathering more certificates than actual paying clients. And I did this for many years as a fit pro where I, I, you know, get another certificate, a spinning certificate or a nutrition certificate or another weightlifting certificate, kettlebell certificate, whatever it is. Um, and I was saying, you know, I'll, I'll wait to put my prices up or I'll wait till I position myself as this until I've got another qualification or cert or often with me it was medals uh, from kettlebell sport that I would gather more medals accolades etc and this this really can block visibility because it stops us from actually getting clients because we're really really more focused on lack which is I don't know enough I don't have enough and I need to be more qualified in order to be enough and it's just not true. So I do understand that being qualified is important and certificates are important, but not to the point where we're hiding behind it and we're actually letting it sabotage us creating and living and helping people. So if that's a thing and you, you keep saying you'll wait till you put up your prices or wait till you position yourself as such and such until you've done this certificate, then maybe just have a think before you invest in the, in the next course that you do, that maybe you'd be better to invest in your own personal development or business development. Number two is using old images of yourself. And I see this a lot, and I used to do this a lot myself, was I wouldn't update images of myself on social media. They weren't the current energy of me. They were old pictures of me. And I did it as a way to hide I just kept old stock photos of me. And so, you know, what really 
is quite effective is current and updated images of yourself with your current energy because people feed off energy people read energy so if you're using old photos of yourself and old images of yourself all the time it's actually blocking your visibility because it isn't your current energy and people can feel that so if that's a thing maybe get some updated pictures take messy action they don't need to be perfect but at least they're current number three was something I struggled with a lot for a long time and it was ghosting, ghosting the internet because of a negative comment. So I am an empath, which if you know what an empath is, you'll know that you feel a lot and you you really get affected by, you know, things easily. And so often I get negative comments on the internet and as a result, what I would do is I'd ghost the internet, I'd ghost Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or wherever it was that I got the comment, and I just wouldn't go on that platform for days or it could be weeks um, because of that comment. And so that really blocks visibility because you're not gathering momentum then. And so now I take it with a pinch of salt and you can build your resilience to negative comments so that, you know, it doesn't take you days to to come back from a negative comment. And that you change your tactic instead of ghosting it, that you continue to show up because it really does affect your visibility and how you're seen online. Number four is sitting on ideas for months or years even. And I did this a lot. So maybe you've got great ideas for a course or a program or a workshop or a podcast, whatever it is. And you keep just saying, no, I'll wait. I'll wait till the perfect time. I'll wait till I'm more qualified or I'll wait till this, this and this, the graphic design or whatever it is. And as a result, you're you're just sitting on that really good idea. And what that's doing is, is blocking your visibility. It's stopping you from helping more people because you are paralyzed with fear often to actually just shift forward and take messy action, even if it's not 100% ready. And so I sat on some amazing ideas for months and even years that some of them I'm only implementing now, but it really blocked my visibility online because I was paralyzed with fear of failing if I launched it and it didn't work. Whereas now I can take action and I can be okay with it if it doesn't work. So if you've got ideas and you've been sitting on them, I really would implore of you to get them out there and just see if they work. Number five is sharing different versions of yourself. And this also I did a lot where I had, I think I had three different Facebook accounts at one stage. So I had a business and then a personal and then a kettlebell one or something like this. And I see this a lot. I see maybe an Instagram account and then a business Instagram and the same on on Facebook. I know everyone has a, a business page, really, if they're in business entrepreneur and a personal page. But what I see is very different versions. So on the business page, it's extremely different often than the personal and the same on Instagram. And what it does is it it kind of breaks trust often with people that might want to work with you because they see you, you know, not as one as whole because you're slightly maybe hiding different versions of your personality. But often this is the very reason that people will hire you and want to work with you are those unique sides of your personality. And so I used to share different versions of myself online as well. And it really did block my visibility because there was a slight mismatch there. And so if you're sharing different versions of yourself online because you're afraid of maybe what Aunt Mary is going to judge you for or 
an ex-work colleague or an ex or something like that is going to judge you for, then all it's doing really is blocking your visibility. And so you're better off to actually just share fully you. Um, obviously, you know, in, with your own discretion. Um, number six is being unclear when talking about your business. For many years, that was me. So if somebody stopped me at a party or, you know, somewhere and said, oh, yeah, well, what is it that you do? And like, who do you help anyway? Um, and how much how much is it to work with you? How could I work with you? What I would do would be very unclear. I'd mumble, I'd stumble. I'd change the subject. Um, and I just would use confusing language as well. And I wouldn't be clear or confident about talking about my business and that really blocked visibility and so if you're doing the same in your online and in your language and in your copy or if you're meeting people in person and you're just kind of like ah oh, look over there squirrel <laughs> and you're not you know able to articulate what you do then that needs to change because you know I will tell anybody now about my business I help fitness professionals online to create money online so they can enjoy more free time. And and I'm proud of that. I, I love to talk about my business now. And I'm very clear about who I help and what I do. But that's taken me years to come to. So if you notice that you're unclear when you're talking about your business, then just know that that is blocking your visibility and it's it's actually blocking people working with you. And so there'd obviously be some inner work to do there on on sabotage and on receiving uh, so that we can get really clear and articulate about talking about your business. Number seven is having no visibility on off days. And what I mean by that is, let's just say you're having a shit day. Things just weren't going your way. And you're just like, fuck that. I'm not showing up on Facebook today. I'm not doing a live on Instagram. I'm not, you know, showing up at all. And as a result, these off days really block your visibility because there is no often momentum gathered. And so what I do is I have a folder on my phone, which is for off days where I can post stuff. Uh, I can use an art, my archive on Instagram stories, or I can have posts already written that I can use on off days when I don't want to go live or I don't want to show up organically because that can really affect your, your visibility online. It can block it is if you're just having an off day, things are going a bit shit with family or your partner or finances or clients or tech, whatever it is. And but you just decide you're going to not show up because of this. It can block your visibility. So number eight is stop and start marketing. And this is something I used to do a lot, a lot is starting an idea and saying, OK, I'm going to do a 28 day challenge or a 90 day program. And I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to see what happens. And then you put it out there and nobody jumps on it. And then you leave it and you just abort ship. And then maybe maybe a week later, you you just go back to it. And so as a result, you don't gather any momentum in the message and in the marketing. And because people have not seen it enough times, so... With stop and start marketing, the problem is that it takes somebody, I think it's 16 times, don't quote me on this because I could be wrong, but I think it's 16 times for somebody to see an offer or, or see something before they take action. So 
if you've only put an offer out there once or twice and then kind of given up, then it's not going to gather momentum. So it also needs to be the same, <coughs> ideally the same offer, because what I used to do was try 10 million different things at once instead of putting one offer out there. And it confused people. And as a result, none of them were successful. So that's the issue with stop and start marketing. And so, you know, you always want to give something a three week lead up, ideally, if it's an event or if it's an offer before maybe you, the doors close or, or uh, the deadline to apply is so that it can actually gather, gather some momentum. And so if you're doing stop and start marketing and, and you're kind of not wondering why none of it is gathering momentum or being being successful, that will, will be one of the major reasons is because it's just not being seen enough, enough times, and it's confusing and kind of watering down your message if you're offering many different things at once or if you're kind of stopping doing marketing and then stopping doing marketing. So it's really blocking your visibility. Number nine is using confusing language. And this is something I used to do a lot was when I started online, I didn't know how to communicate my value. And I didn't feel that my value was high because I was lacking in confidence. And so as a result, my language online in my copy, my wording, and also in my live videos were very confusing. So examples are personal trainers, maybe, who talk in a language that an average Joe Soap just wouldn't understand. So maybe they're using biomechanic terms, maybe they're using muscle groups, you know, maybe the same with yoga, maybe you're using all the, the actual yogic terms and it's confusing people. Or maybe you're confusing people even when you talk about your business and what the offer is. And so this obviously puts people off. People do not buy when they're confused. And this can come from just, you know, again, insecurity coming up, thinking that you're not, you know, you don't know how to speak about your offer or maybe you, your, your confidence, again, like I said, is low. So you're just not quite being very, very clear on what it is that you do, how that you help people, what results that you get and, and, and like how you deliver it. So I'd have a look at that and just just have a look at your language in your videos and in your wording, um, because if it's confusing, it can really, really be blocking your visibility. Number 10 is never pitching your services. And this is actually should be up on number one if you're still with me, because with my clients, with most of the clients I work with is they may have a small enough following online, you know, if you combine them all together of their Facebook page, their Instagram, maybe their email database, and maybe they've even got a small audience. And the moment that I worked through with my clients, my paying clients, how to pitch to these this audience, they immediately got results and their revenue just doubled and shot up and, and they're making five to 10K months, all my clients but the problem is that people are just not pitching their services. There's so many personal trainers, fitness professionals, yoga teachers, Pilates teachers, nutritionists, meditation teachers, who are just not pitching their services. So they're not putting it up often enough. They're, they're not being direct and saying, this is what I have to offer. This is how much it is, or this is the deadline to apply. This is the type of person it's for. This is the person it's not for. This is the result you're going to get. And this comes from fear. 
This comes from fear of rejection, from fear of people saying, no, I don't want to buy your offer or, oh, you're being pushy or, oh, it's so exposing. But this is one of the biggest things out of these 11 that holds people back is they will do every single other thing other than pitch their offer. So they'll work for hours on their website. They'll work for hours on building a logo. They'll work for hours on maybe talking about something that they want to talk about, but not not putting time into actually pitching their service and pitching it regularly and being very clear and honest and direct with it. So I will pitch my services no problem because I know I get results and I know that whoever is going to work with me is lucky to work with me because I get phenomenal results and I'm completely dedicated and committed to my client's results. So I will pitch my services, you know, often. So if you've got an issue with pitching your services, then you want to have a look at, you know, the mindset that goes with that, because what would happen if a client came along and said, yes, I'd like to invest a thousand in you for 12 weeks or 2000 for six months or 4000 for a year, which is what my clients charge. And if they said, yeah, I'm ready and I want to work with you and I want to pay in full, would you feel that you have, have a program that you could offer them and that you've got the knowledge and you've got the tools and resources to help them? If the answer is yes, which I'm sure that it is for most of you, then you need to go ahead and pitch your service. If the answer is no, then maybe you, you've got some more work to do. That's fair enough. But more than often, what kills me that I see is overqualified, overexperienced, amazing expert coaches out there in the fitness and wellness industry, but just not putting their offer out there. They're just not pitching it. And so as a result, they're not creating much business. And when I used to, you know, skirt around pitching my offer, my services, I would just hope that people would come to me. I would just hope people might just message me. But you know, people are not mind readers and they need to know what you have to offer. So if you were to take anything from this podcast today, what I would say would be to put an offer out there to just say, I'm looking to work with three people one-to-one to bring you the best results of your life. DM me the word info um, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll be in touch, something like that. But just putting an, an offer out there, you'd be so surprised at what comes back. It doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be fancy. Um, you can just, just pitching your services regularly is really, really what creates the sales calls. And that's the things you want to be doing to turn the needle in your business to, to create revenue is really zoning in on your content um, regularly, regularly pitching your offer and holding sales calls so you can get good at practicing that and then closing sales and offering the same message, the same niche, the same market and, and ideally one year of, of, of plugging that like your signature program and pitching it and pitching it and pitching it whilst offering value is what's going to build, uh, build a, a sustainable business for you. So we're nearly there. Are you still with me? <laughs> we're now on number 11. So this is the last one. And this is a biggie is the perfectionist mindset. And really, number 11 kind of gather, gathers everything together because the perfectionist mindset really is insecurity showing up in massive force. And the perfectionist mindset can be very related to imposter syndrome where we think we're a fraud and that someone's going to discover us as a fraud 
that we're not good enough or qualified enough or experienced enough. So then what we do is we, we, we don't put anything out there because it's not perfect. And then when it's not perfect, what happens is we try to make it perfect and we often get overwhelmed. And then from that overwhelm, we get uh, to the stage where we, we sabotage we sabotage what we're going to do and then we procrastinate about putting it out there. And that all comes from that perfectionist mindset. So to, to work on the perfectionist mindset would be, again, looking at the fact that perfection doesn't exist on a logical level. Um, I would rather rely on a, a horse, a steady horse, than trying to wait around for a fucking glittery unicorn that doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. So done is better than perfect. And, uh, and what's led me to be a six-figure mentor has not been perfection because I have made so many royal fuck-ups along the way that it's just taught me that it's never, ever, ever going to be perfect. And the, the sooner that you can accept that and the sooner that you can shift into messy action, then the sooner you're going to gather momentum and your business is just going to start to grow. So the perfectionist mindset, what I've had to do is a lot of journaling work on, um, you know, what I would be happy with that I put out there, what I would be happy with that I achieved each day, month or year. And then I took messy action and realized that the more I accepted it wasn't perfect, the more results I got because the more action I actually took messily that gathered massive momentum. So if you're struggling with a perfectionist mindset and it's holding you back, for example, if you're saying like, I have to be perfect before I pitch a high-end offer, then I need to gather more certs. Going back to number one, that's based on perfectionist mindset. So is number two, using old images of yourself is I have to look perfect. So is also number three, ghosting because of a negative comment because you felt imperfect and so you've ignored the internet after a negative comment. The same is with sitting on ideas for months and years is because it's not perfect. So that perfectionist mindset is holding you back. And then often... Sharing different versions of yourself comes from the perfection mindset too, that you've got to be perfect for Aunt Mary, but you've also got to be perfect for your clients and also perfect for your peers. Um, being unclear when talking about your business also comes into the perfectionist mindset because we say, oh, you know, if, I, if I'm just unclear, then hopefully people won't realize it's not perfect. Um, having no visibility on off days also is perfectionist mindset because what we're saying is we look less than perfect or we're, we're, we're feeling less than perfect so then we don't show up. Same with the stop and start marketing number eight that comes into perfectionist mindset because we start it then we say it's not perfect so then we just quit it. Using confusing language is also to do with the perfectionist mindset because we're 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 kind of um throwing a spanner in the works because we feel we're not perfect in maybe what we have to offer. So then we throw confusing language at it, hope, hoping it'll put people off. <laughs> and then never pitching your services is, is related to the perfectionist mindset too, uh, which, which really blocks your visibility online because you're saying that you're not going to pitch your service unless it's perfect. And then that's really, really, really affecting things. So I, I hope that one of these has resonated with you and maybe you could you could get an insight today after listening to the podcast um, that out of these 11, maybe you could see some in yourself that, that you really are blocking your visibility online. And what you could do is just try to slowly, slowly shift away from that so that you could actually get a bit more visible online in your own way um, by first recognizing the behavior patterns um, without judgment 
and then looking at slowly, slowly and regularly changing them so that you do just become more visible online. And if this helps one fitness professional and wellness coach today to do that, then I, I'm really, really happy mentor because that's why I do what I do is to really, really get fit pros to realize that their message is important and that they need to get visible um, because more people need you in the world. So I hope this has helped somebody do get visible and take messy, messy action. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you did find it really helpful and you want to share it with another fitness professional who you think could really do with hearing this right now then make sure you screenshot post and tag me on instagram or facebook so that we can connect and i can start to stalk you just kidding kind of if you want to know when the next podcast is coming out you can subscribe on itunes to get notified on the next episode Or if you want to connect with me on a deeper level and get more in-depth business tips, then request to join my free group, the Fit Pro Biz Online for fitness professionals and wellness coaches. It's a real kick-ass community with some really, really amazing coaches in there as well. So I'd love if you come join me there. Remember, there's never going to be a perfect time to get started. Take messy action daily and go get it. See you on the next episode.